the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to SoCal Live. This is Pastor Dudley Rutherford at Shepherd Church. I was with you yesterday, and I'm here with you today, K-Praise and KKLA. It is an honor and privilege to sit behind this microphone and visit with you, talk with you. And again, I don't know where you're listening from. You could be at your house, on the Internet, driving on those freeways, which I was just on those freeways coming to the studio. And it's always important, I think, to get your radio tuned to KKLA and to be fed even while you're on those frustrating freeways. Can somebody out there say amen for me? And uh, again, I'm the senior pastor of Shepherd Church uh, here in Los Angeles, and uh, we're on KKLA every night at 7 o'clock. And so we always welcome you to come on back. And uh, this month is really, it's it's Pastor Appreciation Month. And um, I, I, I really thought long and hard about mentioning that since I am a pastor, but it's the end of the month. And I just want to encourage you because I, I know what it's like uh, to be a pastor, been here for almost 35 years, and to live day in and day out in ministry, the pressure and the stress of all that. And I thought today that uh, I'd give you a chance uh, to call in and tell me uh, how much you appreciate your pastor, because he might even be listening. And I think when we encourage one another, it encourages us to be positive and to be thankful and to give honor to whom honor is due. And uh, I want to give you this phone number. It's 888-528-2557. That's 888-528-2557. I want to know what church you go to and who your pastor is pastoring that church, and, and, and have you encouraged him this month, and how can you encourage him? Maybe today you could call and give him an encouraging word. And so because of this hour, I, I've got a local pastor in Los Angeles, but he's far more than just local because he's on social media literally all over the world, and his name is Nets Gomez, and I want to spell his first name. It's like the word net with a Z on the end of it, Nets Gomez, and you can find him at netsgomez.com. He's just a local pastor. Nets, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dudley. It's good to be here with you. It's a great honor for me to be here. Thank you so much for uh, for driving over and being in studio. You pastor a church uh, called the Houses of Light in Northridge, California. And uh, and Nets, I kind of wanted you on here today uh, just to to give honor to you as a local pastor. Because there's so many, you know, what we call well-known pastors, and I I appreciate all of them. I really, really, truly do. We need as many pastors as we can. But it's the guys that get up every day and just go to work and do their job, uh, never really get in trouble, but they're just faithful uh, to the call of God upon their life. And and today, for me, Nets, you kind of represent that person. Thank you. You represent the pastor who's in this city toiling, working, serving, sacrificing, being faithful uh, uh, to your call. I want to start a little bit uh, and tell the listeners, you you preach at one of the largest uh, Hispanic churches, one of the most active, most ministries of, of, of all churches in California or Los Angeles. 
Tell us a little bit about your church, uh, the, the, the Houses of Light. Of course. Thank you so much. And and I, I want to honor you because Dudley has been an amazing pastor for so many years, serving, loving. So, you know, the honor is mucho like, you know, the same way that you, you know, appreciate me. We appreciate you a lot. And yes, uh, we started in 2000, actually, in the living room, my living room in my house. And then uh, little by little, we were growing by God's grace. And uh, now it's a you know fifteen hundred member congregation. After the pandemic, you know things changed a, a little bit because obviously many people stopped going. Different th- things that happened, but the church is very active, as, as you were saying. We have uh, well, I can say about the ministry. We have obviously the the services on the weekend. We have Saturday six p.m. Then Sunday eight thirty a.m. and eleven a.m. too, and we have. Um, uh, school of uh, discipleship, we call it the Monday night. It's online right now. It, should, it, it used to be in the, you know, in our own facilities, but now it's in the through. It's online. We also have a celebrate a recovery program, helping people w- w- with addictions and different things. We also have a, a center for family counseling. We help the people of, of the community. It's open to public, and uh, we have also uh, obviously youth service and service for adolescents and for kids also. And uh, we have a house of prayer. We have uh, five days of the week, Monday through Friday. We have 18 hours of prayer. And, uh, wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing, you know, being there praying. Uh, so we start like 6 p.m. All, you know, all night, and then we finish at 12, like, like noontime. And then to start again at 6 p.m., five days of the week. Uh, that is uh, that is unbelievable. I don't know many churches that are praying for 18 hours a day, five days a week. No wonder God's blessing your work and your ministry. <laughs> but I want to go back to this. Uh, you saying you started this church. You have 1,500 members or close to 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but you started in your house yes. with, with, with how many people the, the first Sunday in, in your know, house? Maybe like 10 people. And, and how, where did that passion come from? Where did that, what what caused you to start a church? And yes. I, I'm going somewhere with this, but yes. I want you to set this table first for you just started in your yes. house. What was the, the the impetus for that? Okay, let me share with you. Like, honestly, to be honest with you, I didn't want to start the church. Okay. I was in Mexico, I was serving, uh, co-pastoring, you know, a pastor assistant for 28 years. Mm-hmm. I started when I was 16, helping my pastor, and then I was there serving. And then I felt this calling to go to a place of darkness, that's what the Lord told me, and start a church. I didn't know exactly where or anything. And then this company hired me because I'm also a, a graphic, and actually industrial designer and graphic too. So... Uh, when I came here, this company hired me, and then the Lord reminded me, like, I brought you, not necessarily for the American dream, but for my dream, mm. you know. So I say, okay, how do I start a church? And I didn't know yeah. how to do it. You didn't know what you were doing. Like, didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I felt it was too much uh, responsibility, to be honest with you. Like, you know, I was helping a pastor, but, not, but being a pastor, the main pastor, the senior pastor, is like an old story. And uh, uh, I felt like compelled to... Do it. So what I did is start a marriage seminar, which uh, that was what I was doing in Mexico. And then I invited people, non-Christian, basically. I actually announced the, the seminar, not in any Christian station, but just different, like, uh, newspapers and things like that. Right. And then we started there uh, sharing about marriage. I know there's a crisis. So we took, like, five uh, Fridays 
it, that was, uh, yeah, almost 2000. And then from there, I invited all of these couples to my house. And that was the beginning of the story. There's just a lot of details, but yeah. Yeah, you know, the reason I ask you that question is because because of the COVID, the pandemic, there are so many uh, members of churches, and this is probably true for your church as well, yes. about half the people are just staying at home now. Yes. And I understand there was a pandemic, and I understand that there's some health reasons for some people, mm-hmm. but I think for the majority of people, they've just gotten out of the habit of going to church, oh, yeah. and they've gotten used to watching online and i always say i have i have zero issue with you staying at home watching uh online i got no problem with that but Mm -hmm. if you're intent and sincere about being the church there won't be just two of you this weekend next weekend there's going to be four and then the weekend after that there's going to be 10 people meeting in your house Mm -hmm. and the weekend after that there's going to be 15 people meeting in your house and after that there'll be 40 people meeting in your house and then you're going to have to start knocking down some of these walls because the next week you're going to have 100 people yes if you're really intent on being the church yes you can meet anywhere you can have church at your house but if you're if you are at home thinking that's the church it's not going to just be you the next week it's going to it should perpetually be growing, yes. and that's what's happened to you. And today you pastor one of the great churches in Los Angeles, but just started kind of like Raul Reese did. He just yes. started a little house church, and the thing just kept growing. Yeah, and I, I, as you were asking me about what moves me, what drives me to, honestly, is, well, obviously the encounter that I had with the Lord when I was 16 years old, and His love for people, how you see the gospel is transforming families, how you see the Lord doing amazing things in people, that's something that you say, Lord, th- there is a broken family society, and the gospel being the solution is like, Lord, let's keep doing this thing, like let's keep reaching people. Yes, that's what, you know. Well, I'm so thankful, and uh, again, this is Pastor Appreciation Month, and um, this is Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I have Nets Gomez in studio with me. He's a pastor of Houses of Light Church in Northridge, California. And I want to encourage you to call in and tell us about your pastor and your church and just encourage him on air. You can call at 888-528-2557. We've got Paul in Corona. Welcome to SoCal Live. Paul, you have a word of encouragement for your pastor? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a shout-out to uh, uh, our pastor, Pastor Jim Del Campo, out of uh, New Beginnings in Norco. Um, he's been a, a fantastic leader and, and uh, has really helped me get to re-engaged with the, with the Lord, and uh, definitely wanted to shout out and say uh, appreciate him and appreciate New Beginning. How, how long have you been going to New Beginning? Um, I actually was raised in the church since I was about 19, and went off to college, and then uh, and then uh, decided to follow the world. There you and, go. And uh, really made a mess of my life, and uh, <laughs> uh, by the time I turned 38, uh, Pastor Jim had... Uh, and the church had invited me out to the church. Actually, uh, uh, my my kid's mother invited me out there, out there, and uh, I rededicated my life. I'm a prodigal son of about four years now, and it's been a wonderful four years. Paul, that is a great story, and I hope that uh, before this month is over, you'll get on the phone or write him a letter and let him know uh, how much uh, he's meant to you. Nets, do you ever get discouraged in, in ministry? Uh, honestly, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't. I really think I, I've got something wrong sometimes because I think I'm discouraged so often. People don't realize it, but do you get discouraged I in ministry? Do. I actually do. Yeah. And, and where does that discouragement come from? There are many things. I think uh, basically when you invest time and love in people, and sometimes they 
I don't know, leave the church or they don't take it. They don't appreciate what you're doing. Mm. There's uh, also, I mean, different factors, honestly, that cause you to feel like, you know, is this worth it? You know what I'm doing? And yes, that happens to me, you know. Thank God, you know, I'm connecting with the Lord every day through the house of prayer. And you but, talk yeah. to a lot of pastors, correct? I do. And do you feel like they're, they've been discouraged through this COVID? My goodness, it's been crazy how many pastors, because themselves, they went through COVID. I went through COVID too, right. last November, last year. And uh, it was hard for me. It was physically hard. Mm. Emotionally, I was depressed. I've never been depressed, honestly. But through COVID, I was battling with depression for a week. It was really intense. And friends, you know, friends, my friends there, they lost their, their relatives. Some of them never uh, couldn't, were not able to open the church again. There were some people left the church. So it was very discouraging for many of them. Yes, I've seen that a lot. If you'd like to call the show and give your uh, just a word of encouragement and uh, tell us why you appreciate your pastor, give us a call at 888-528-2557. This is Pastor Dudley Rutherford of Shepherd Church, and I'm your host here on SoCal Live. And I'm talking to Nets Gomez. And uh, Nets, you know, uh, recently, uh, I, I, I suppose, uh, and during COVID, it, it was one of the most discouraging times in my life. It and mine too. There, there are many times where I preach, and, and people don't understand the the weight of the spiritual struggle yes. it is. They see us up there on the stage, and they think, well, that guy's got his life all together. But as soon as I walk off the stage, many weekends, I, I, more than more than not, mm-hmm. I walk off that stage totally depleted. I am I'm discouraged oftentimes for what you just said. I don't know if people were listening. That fact that people weren't really paying attention or they really didn't receive this word that God put on my heart to share, and they don't they don't understand the amount of preparation yes. and struggle. And to get ready for that moment, and the the fact that I believe that all pastors are attacked, yes, uh, and they're the target of the of the enemy uh, as much as anybody else, and oftentimes more because they're in a leadership position, yes. and, and Satan would love to get pastors to fall. And I, I there have been so many times I've walked off the stage. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I walked off, and I I just I was exhausted. I, I didn't mm. have another ounce. Of energy or emotion, or I, I was I was drained like a yes. dead, dry battery. And I got a text from somebody who doesn't even go to my church, don't even go to my church, mm-hmm. uh, and they were complaining about something that I wore on mm-hmm. on the platform. It had a logo or something, and they oh, thought that that yeah. logo represented some company. And uh, I, I literally looked at that in disbelief, like you have no clue to the spiritual battle that I'm involved with walking up on this stage. And uh, and again, it's Pastor Appreciation Month. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I, j- I just think that the that the man of God, the woman of God, who is leading and leading well, and if you sit underneath their feet, yeah. you just need to know that pastor's been discouraged. Yes. And uh, you're suffering through COVID. He's he's not only going through COVID himself. Yes. He's dealing with the staff many times. That don't, they don't want to come back themselves. The church is half empty. It's just it's it's just a difficult time to be a pastor, I think today. But there's rewards, yes. and there's of course it, it, there's never been a more needed time for pastors. But do you have certain people in your life that just kind of drain you, and then some people that encourage you in, in ministry? <laughs> I, do. I think that people need to know that pastors are human beings. You know, we have given this honor to be preaching and to be heard and to bless people and serve people. 
But obviously there's things in you know, the physical battles like family things, dynamics going on, uh, economic things, you know, with the finances of the church and uh, let's say pressures. We have things with the neighbors there. We, I mean, there's been a lot of things going on. Like we have a homeless in, our, in the street of the church, like 30 people there. And, you know, I felt like uh, a little like threatened. Not I love them and we preach them and we help them. We give them food and all that. But it was like we have girls that leave the church at, I don't know, 10.30 p.m. And you see them there, drug dealing and things like that. So it's been, it's been hard. So, I mean, there's many dynamics that we face every single day that many people maybe don't, they don't, they don't know, they don't know about it. And I, th- some people have said, like, the pastors, they don't work. And I say, we do work, you know, <laughs> to prepare a message for the weekend. It takes me 20, 30 hours, honestly, to be ready for that right. preaching that is very important. Right. That I know it's my calling that I gotta feed, you know, the, 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 the sheep, but it takes a lot of work. Yeah, and if you think about it, if you have one child, if you have, like, three kids and one goes astray, how your heart oh, is broken brother. over that one child. And really, as a pastor, I have that burden for the entire city of Los Angeles. Yes. I, I, I see, like, nine, eight, seven. Seven million people that are going yes. astray, and mm-hmm. that that burden is heavy. This this is Pastor Appreciation Month, and I'm yes. here to uh, express my appreciation for you, Nets Gomez. <laughs> Me too. And we have for on you. air with us Sherry from North Hills, who wants to thank her pastor, Sherry. Hi. Hello. I actually want to thank my pastor. My pastor is actually with you right now. He's oh, Sherry. You go to Nets Gomez's <laughs> church. Hi, Sherry. <laughs> Hi, pastor. <laughs> yeah, I go to his church, and I just want to, you know, publicly oh. appreciate all the his obedience, you know, he saves my marriage and, you know, all the programs that the church offers. I just thank you so much for everything. Sherry, how long have you been going to uh, Houses of Light Church? I think since 2013 or 14. And you love your pastor. I love him so much. <laughs> now, you know, and I'm saying this for everyone who's listening, you know that ultimately you, you can never put your trust in man, but your trust should always be in God. You know that, correct? hundred percent, and that's why his obedience is what saves me. Amen, amen. Sherry, thank you so much for thank calling in. Thank you so in. much, and, Sherry. Uh, You're a blessing. The, now, see, that encourages you, right? <laughs> oh, my just, gosh. Just one of the flocks. Just, yeah. just taking two seconds of their life to say yes. thank you. And, uh, Nets, Nets, we have a couple minutes here. Uh, uh, your church, I, I want you to go back into this uh, this prayer ministry that you have. Yes. Um, I, I've I've never really heard of a church in Los Angeles that prays for eighteen hours a day. You explain a little bit. Take a couple minutes and just explain how do, how does a church pray eighteen hours a day for five days a week? Five yes. Well, number one, because the Lord is worthy, He He deserves twenty four seven. Okay, but uh, it's been a calling that the Lord. We understand that the church, especially in the New Testament, when we see the Book of Acts, we see that the church. That the that the activity of the church was not just Sunday, Wednesday, which is great if we do that, but it was they were around the temple, worshiping, I mean, uh, studying the Bible, having fellowship. So the church has this dynamic, and the Lord promised in um, in Amos nine eleven that He was going to restore the tabernacle of David, which was the stand with the Ark of the Covenant, where worship and praise were around that ark, you know, glorifying the Lord. And that was one of the most glorious times of Israel under David's you know, reign. So we are called to the same type of, I mean, calling to pray. Actually, Luke 18 says that 
his chosen prey day and night. You know, he will hear them, their cry for justice and righteousness. So we understand that's a calling of mm-hmm. the church. And and it's, we have missionaries that are full-time, actually. We have like around 20 people full-time, plus volunteers. I might say there's like 40, 50 people, musicians, singers, and intercessors that they pray. So sometimes the... Uh, the, I mean, the church is invited to come any time of the of the day to pray, and some of them come just for one hour, two hours. They come with their children. They spend time there as we're singing, worshiping, interceding for families, for the nation, for Israel, for different things. So it's been one of the most amazing for the last 12 years experience. And, so having, you've been doing this for 12 years. And tell me what time it starts, the prayer meeting starts. We start at 6 p.m. and go through mid, uh, noon. So you start at 6 o'clock in the evening and yes. you go to 12 o'clock noon the next yes. day. Yes, yes. Every day. That is unbelievable. It's Talking beautiful. to Nets Gomez, you can find Nets at netsgomez.com. That's N-E-T-Z, netsgomez.com. And he's the pastor of Houses of Light in Northridge, California. There's a big – people live in L.A. They're on, on Tampa there. There's a big Costco, and there's an industrial area right across the street from, from uh, Costco. And so uh, he's in there, and they have services a Saturday night at 6, Sunday morning, 8.30, and 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock services bilingual. I want to talk about that when we come back. You can look up his church at housesoflight.org. Houses – that's plural – housesoflight.org. And again, this is Pastor Appreciation Month, and I didn't want this month to go by without giving a shout-out to all the pastors in churches all over the city. If you'd like to call and encourage your pastor and tell us why you appreciate your pastor, you call us today at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'd love to put you on the air and have you brag about your pastor, <laughs> knowing ultimately that our eyes and our faith are on the Lord Jesus Obviously, Christ. yes. But these men and these women who serve in our churches, they're just vessels, and um, they're like they're like you and me. They need to be encouraged. We'll be right back on SoCal Live. Don't go anywhere. Oh, I hope you know if you have hope, you have everything you need, and our hope is in a person, a man. The Son of God, His name is Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Man. This is Pastor Dudley Rutherford, your guest host here today on SoCal Live. We want to welcome everyone at KPraise at KKLA, and uh, we're talking this afternoon to Nets Gomez. You can get a hold of him at netsgomez.com. He's just a local pastor. Mm-hmm. He's someone that you, you might have never heard of before, and uh, came here from Mexico, started a church in his house, and it has become one of the largest and, and most uh, important Hispanic ministries in this city. And I thought I'd have him come on today just because it's it's Pastor Appreciation Month. We need to appreciate our pastors. And uh, I want to go to Jackie, who comes all the way from Long Beach, and uh, she has a word of appreciation for her pastor. Jackie, welcome to SoCal Live. Jackie, Jackie. Well, oh, hi. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out, um, appreciate to Pastor Sam. He has a program at called the Gypsy Christian Hour. Okay. It comes on at uh, 12 midnight. And um, I know I should be in church. I've been out of church since the pandemic, and that's another thing Pastor Sam always talks about. But his program is all about prayer, and I'm hearing the other pastor there talking about prayer, and it's just so powerful. And Pastor Sam has helped me with God, with the glory of God, so many times. And I just wanted to say, yes, 
I appreciate Pastor Sam what he does. He he's there at that time when sometimes you know we're going through really hard times on a Saturday night. Wow! And you hear that program and just KKLA in general is just great. All the pastors on there, but. That's what I wanted to say. All right, Jackie, thank you so much uh, for just calling in, encouraging your pastor, and, and and make sure you drop him a note of encouragement. I, I'm not complaining, that's I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound self-serving, but I got about three cards of people from my church going, "Hey, I really appreciate you." And I don't need it because yeah. what we do, we do for the Lord. Oh yeah, but. Just like walking in and out of this studio, I want to stop and thank the people that are here working and, and serving, and I think we need to do that yes. for our pastors as well. Barbara from from Covina, welcome to SoCal Live. Hello. I would like to first of all say God bless Pastor Ness for uh, sharing his amazing stories. God yeah. bless him. Thank you. Um, we hope all pastors um, are putting in that extra effort as he is. But I want to say that back in my early days, the church, um, Mountain View Mennonite Church in Upland, mm. Pastor Roger Richer, God bless him, mm. he since has retired. But back in the early days, I remember the whole church felt like a family. Oh. And because we felt like family, we felt like we can go to the pastor anytime we wanted, mm. and we all did. And I didn't realize until now that I'm older how much we were taxing him. And I thought we're just, you know, being family. We do have to be very considerate of pastors because of their daily tasks. Uh, They don't have a lot of time to just visit. Um, And so I just want to say thanks to all the pastors out there. Barbara, thank you so much for calling. Um, you know, Nat, she said we work all the time. We we we're never we're never off the clock. Yeah. My my son, his dog got really sick and had to go to the vet last night, emergency. They thought he was dying nine o'clock at night, hmm. and I had to drive. I drove down there just to be with my son nine o'clock at night. And there's people stopping me in the parking lot of the veterinarian place that are that are wanting to talk to me because they know I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. It just you're never. You can never go anywhere and not be on the clock, but really, that's what it means to be a Christian. A, a Christian never goes off the clock. Yeah. We're, 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 wherever we are, we should be we should be exemplifying Christ yes, wherever we go. People, and uh, it, but the call to be a pastor is is a is a great calling. It's the most important job in the world, yeah. and um, I, I think it's one of the most stressful jobs in the world right now. But, Nets, I want to ask you a little bit, uh, because you came from Mexico and, and you live here in Los Angeles. I, 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 in 1980, and I'm, I'm an old guy, when I came here, I want to say it was Granada Hills High School. But it was a big high school here in the San Fernando Valley. At, and, and this is in 1980. Uh, the school was about 80% Caucasian and 20% Hispanic. And in 10 years, 10 years went by. Just, yes. That's just 10 years those numbers switched. Yes. Uh, 1990, it was 80 percent Hispanic and and 20 percent uh, uh, Caucasian. And when when there are a lot of people listening today, and brother, 
I, I, I can't tell you how much I love you, and I know you love me uh, deeply, but I look down I at do. that at the border and what's going on in our country, and there's so many people that I that are in my circles that I talk to, and we have a very, very racially diverse church, yes. uh, one of the most racially diverse churches in the city. But when I look and see what's going on down in our border from people from all over the world, they're saying uh, just coming across the border – you as a Hispanic pastor and a leader in the Hispanic church here in this city, obviously called of God to be here, and I, and, and, and I wouldn't have you on this program if I didn't think your heart was pure before the Lord. But what, what goes through your mind when you see all that and, and, and where, kind of your thoughts on, yes. on where our country's headed? Of course. Well, we got to see it's a very complex situation. You know, Number one, the crisis that is going on all over Latin America, I mean, worldwide, but, you know, let's say, speak about Central America, Mexico. And, and tell, tell the listeners what's going on in those countries. Oh, my gosh. You know, the many countries like Haiti, you know, it's out of control. There's an anarchy. There's no government. There is no government. I mean, yeah. there is, but it's corrupt, it's, and it's, 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 it's like having no government. Yes, kind exactly. of like the United States. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, the poverty, the corruption, the crisis in Guatemala. Mala, Salvador, uh, Honduras, and all of those places is going so bad. So people are fleeing from their countries, obviously, and they run to the American dream. They think we're going to find here, you know, help and all that. Obviously, as they uh, travel through Mexico and Central America, it's horrible. The, the, the drug dealers, you know, the human traffickers, it's crazy what they go through, these poor families. It's really, really bad. You're not, you don't work for a news organization. It's really, really bad, correct? It's bad. It, it is bad. I, first kind I know the stories of many people that are in our church that went through hell, basically, you know, as they were crossing, you know, all of these places. Horrible. You know, they, they could kidnap you, rob you, rape you. I mean, it's crazy what is happening there. It's really, really bad. So uh, that's, that's one of the realities. So once they come to the border, you know, Mexico's a Mexican. The government uh, has not done well in managing, you know, the people that are, are, are crossing the country, number one. Uh, the, our president, actual president, he's been passive in regards to what is happening not really responding to what is going on. And then we come to the border where there's all over the border people, you know, uh, sleeping on, under the bridge and in, in conditions that are so, like, sad and bad, you know, families dying there. And we see this government. I've seen, honestly, that the government has used the immigration issue to gain power, honestly. I see the left may use it you know, to draw the, the vote of the Hispanics and the right could do the same type of thing, you know, mm -hmm. which is real. And then, but I see we as Christians have two positions. No, number one is Romans thirteen one, where we call people to honor authorities, to obey the law, everyone. You say, I say, if you are here, you are here to be a witness. You got to, you know, like, and I know uh, that they have to honor the boundaries, you know, the, 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 the borders. Uh, that, that's one of the things. The other thing is the calling to always extend mercy to the foreigner, to the people that are suffering. That yeah. is our calling. It is our the calling. The Lord says we have to have mercy and help the poor and the needy. So we have that always. We need to be considerate of, of the, the reality of those things. But if we have 200,000 people coming across the border every 30 days, 
Where where does that end? And and can you have a country with open border? Where does this end? It's not that's, it's not last month. No. It's every month. It's and it's increasing, and I think it's going to get even worse. And, and so, where does all this end? Where where, do, where does this end? I think that the position of the administration now it's open borders, you know, giving the money, but that's not going to bring a solution. I think that they need to be honestly, in my as a Hispanic. Uh-huh. Under Trump, I considered that the wall, honestly, was going to stop them. Okay, you can have access. They need people working in the fields. They need, you know, the the, the people, the, the labor there. Mm-hmm. But stopping you from crossing freely, it's going to cause you to go through the right route to get your documents. So I will encourage always people to say, we want to honor the boundaries. We We need to respect otherwise... This country is going through so many things right now, inflation and crisis. But if we add this, you know, what is happening with the, with all, that many immigrants crossing and giving the money, it's going to collapse. This is going to the wrong place. If they start giving money away to those people, it, it, the numbers are going to go from 200000 a month to, to a to million, million a month. Of course. I, I don't know where all this ends, but I, I, I know that the, it, it, the need for churches— that truly preach the Word of God becomes even more important than ever before because of what's what's not just going on on the border, but what's going on all over the world, what's yes. going on spiritually in the hearts of lives of men and women. And uh, we're going to come back after this break. You've got a conference mm-hmm. that you do every year just for leaders and for pastors and Pastor Appreciation Month. I want to get into what that conference is about. My name is Dudley Rutherford. I'm the senior pastor of Shepherd Church. I'm sitting here with Nets Gomez. You can lo- locate him at netsgomez.com. You're listening to SoCal Live. Oh, welcome to SoCal Live. It's Pastor Dudley Rutherford, senior pastor of Shepherd Church, and I am the guest host today, and it is just fun being in studio with Nets Gomez, who's just a local pastor, and in my mind, he represents all the pastors in this city, San Diego, the greater Los Angeles area, and really all over this country that get up week after week and do their job in uh, their names are never in the news, uh, but they are as faithful as the day is long, and it's Pastor Appreciation Month, and I just wanted to at least take some moment uh, to express my love and appreciation to pastors who serve faithfully and who serve well, and uh, if you'd like to get a hold of Nets Gomez, you can go to netsgomez.com. You've been doing radio for like 16 years. 16 years, yeah. yes. I mean, it's crazy. And you're on YouTube, and mm-hmm. you, you're on the internet, your internet, Facebook, and you can find all of that at netsgomez.com. Leads a church called housesoflight.org, one of the largest Hispanic ministries in the city. And uh, Nets, I, I know that we were talking a little bit about our country, and I was thinking about Paul telling Timothy where he gave them this charge to preach the word and to be prepared in season and out of season. And, uh, you know, sports, uh, you know, they have a in season and out of season, but really for a a believer and for our country and for our churches, there is no out season. We're just in season year round. (laughs) But um, you have a, you have a heart to encourage pastors, Mm -hmm. just you yourself. And, And I'm trying to encourage you a little bit today because I know you're encouraging so many other people. And then that, that's really the, the story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because 
the pastors, the people there in the pulpit, God's given them a voice, and he's given them a flock. And, and, and I hope everybody's listening. Your pastor's going to be judged, doubly charged yes. and judged uh, when he stands before God. And, and, and when, we, when we take up that mantle, we know, and we know there's some bad pastors out there, but we're going to stand before God, and we're going to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But if you're part of his flock, be sure to encourage that pastor because he gets lonely. But where does your love for pastors uh, and your encouragement? We're going to talk about your conference yes. here in a minute, but well, where's that love come from? Yeah, from the Lord. I just want to honor you, Dali. I truly want to say it. I know you didn't hey, bring not? me for no, that, no, no. but really, I've seen you faithfully preaching, and every weekend the message is so relevant, so humble, mm. so real. So thank you for the effort, the faithfulness. I am sure as any of us that you have different things, your health, your family, your things that we struggle with. And I want to thank you, Dali, because every time, you know, I, I'm good friends with David Cruz, one yes. of the elders of yeah, your church. Mr. Cruz. And uh, he gives me constantly, oh, you got to hear this preaching. I hear you. It's like, wow, this guy is always bringing <laughs> words of wisdom. I mean, that touches the heart of people so well. So, you know, I don't want to take too, too long, you know, too, that long, but to just thank you for your faithfulness in this valley. You Actually, yours, I think, is one of the largest church churches and have done such an amazing job in all of the San Fernando Valley. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are a blessing. Thank you, brother. And, uh, I, you know, we're, we're uh, side by side in the trenches. Uh, yes. You know, I, I got churches across the street from our church, down the street from our church. There's churches everywhere, yes. uh, but there's so many lost people, and there's so much work to be done that we we, we need to. Con- we're not in competition. We're on the same team, yes. and we're we're battling the same devil, and we're praising the same Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. Tell us about your conference. You have a leadership yes. conference again. This is Dudley Rutherford. I'm talking to Nets Gomez, yes. a local pastor in LA. Tell us about your leadership okay. conference. November 19th through the 21st. We're going to have a, a, we call it Nano Leadership Conference. And I think what happened in the pandemic taught us a lot about ourselves and about the churches. You know, we've been doing church in a way that is, that's the way we learned. And we realized that, you know, we were not ready for things like that. You know, when they, you cannot have a regular service, when, you know, like your life is changing, your, everything is changing. And the Bible speaks about the end times, what is going to happen, and in the end, talking about even persecution, betrayal, and all of those things. So I think this is a moment where, as leaders, we need to regain vision, regain passion, because if you have not clear what you are doing, what is that for, where are you going, and it becomes like a routine, and then we need to regain this fire in our hearts. Mm. And we need to say, okay, Lord, what is it that you are doing? The glorious, we believe with our hearts that the glorious church, the days of the church are still ahead. That God is going to bring a victorious church prior to his second coming. That is going to be, you know, like preaching the gospel with power, seeing, you know, the multitudes, you know, the great harvest in, in the nations, many people coming to the Lord. So this conference is about that, like pointing us as leaders into that direction, like, okay, let's learn what we need to learn about what happened. How can we adapt without losing our vision? And how can we point into whatever is going to happen with mandates and things that are, that are happening? How do we respond as leaders? 
How do we train our people to sustain themselves in a situation like you cannot have a service? How do we grow? You know, because I think to me, the, the, the pandemic was like a training season where God is training us when things get harder and are getting harder. So uh, we just want to encourage leaders, you know, in that regard. And you are going to be there. I'm so grateful that you Pastor invited Dudley me to come. You invited me. <laughs> so and, and I'm excited. I'll be, I'll be speaking with a, uh, a translator, correct? Yes, it's going to be me, actually. You're going to do the translating. Yes. That's going to be a fun <laughs> and uh, a fun time. Who else do you have coming to the leadership conference? We have Michael Miller from Upper Room in Dallas, Texas. Okay. He has a church, also a praying church, the same type of thing that we have. Okay. We also have Brian Barcelona. He's a young man that has opened... Most of the Christian clubs in the high schools in the in, in the nation and actually in other nations, Brazil. Okay, explain that. Explain that a little uh, further. We are very interested in the Gen Zs, uh, and this uh, young man is, has done an amazing job through TikTok and also uh, opening Christian clubs. He calls it Jesus clubs in the high school. So this guy in, has, in America or in Brazil? In America, he's here in America and he's doing. He's having. He's having Bible. He's starting Bible clubs in high schools through TikTok? Yes, yes. Can you, can and, and, you? and TikTok. He's doing both. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And, so and, he's like, number one, uh, training the leaders in order to support the, 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 the you know, teenagers that want to start a, a, a club in their school. He has, he's done it for the last 10 years. Mm. And now he's uh, pointing, a, I mean, gaining, uh, winning a lot of young people through TikTok, TikTok. So he's training, because we need to understand that evangelism in the past, it was more like passing tracks, but now we need to understand that social media is a reality. How the church adapt into this new reality? And us pastors, you know, that we are not that young. How do we evangelize with this new, you know, what is happening in media? Yeah, you're saying TikTok. There's someone listening that has no idea of what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but TikTok, how would you explain uh, TikTok? It's a, it's, a video, well, it's a video platform that young people are using. They say that they spend six hours a day in TikTok. Now the, Young the people are young spending Gen six Z's. hours a day on TikTok. Yeah, it's crazy. Six hours a day. More than in church, obviously. And it's all, it's all like short 20-second clips. Videos. Yeah, video clips, clips. Yes. They're 20-second mm-hmm. video clips. Yeah, and, uh, so this someone... guy is using that to help, oh, reach, yeah. help reach young people. They upload, uh, the, his team has a lot of people, they upload like six uh, TikToks a day just pointing them. And they have people, uh, you know, that have been baptized and people that have received Jesus and people that uh, are being Rich through uh, social media to TikTok. So he's going to be here also, Brian Barcelona. And also the team of Upper Room is going to be with us leading worship. So it's going to be an amazing time worshiping the Lord together. And, and it's so- like a Friday night, Saturday Saturday event. Yes. And uh, again, the dates on that, November, November 19th. November 19th through, through the 21st. The 21st yes. and, and how does someone get plugged into that conference? How do they hear they about can it? Go to, uh, they can go directly to housesoflight.org, and they're going to find the banner. Oh, I did that too. Houses yes. of Light, which is the name of your church, yes. houseslight.org. Yes. And they'll find out all about that conference. All of the information they can and, sign and who, up. And who is invited to that conference? We are calling pastors, pastors, you know, every type of leader, and even people that aspire to be a leader. And maybe through this pandemic, they, you know, I don't know, get disconnected. We're encouraged them to come back, serve again. Don't, you know, allow condemnation or guilt to keep you away from your calling. So I want to encourage people to come back and serve again. All right, uh, Ness, we've just got a minute left here. I want you to take just a, a few seconds to tell everyone who's listening why they need to go to church this weekend. 
You need to not just attend church, but be the church and the community of the church. It's important. The Bible calls us to not abandon the gathering of the saints, and it's a need. We thank God for the social media, but it's not the same when you watch the fire on the TV and when you are there, you know, on the bonfire, being warmed by the fire. So I encourage people to break the isolation of your house or your sofa, whatever, Come to church, experience fellowship, experience the presence of the Lord, worship Jesus. You need to be refreshed, especially for what is happening and what is coming. You know, things are getting really hard. Yeah, and, and, and you do not need to live in fear. Never. You never need to live in fear. I, I've looked at so many people living in fear, and I, I, I honestly have not spent one second being fearful over the last two years on. not one second no we don't need uh, to my, my faith is in god even if he calls me home i'm ready i'm ready to go and that's yeah. the main thing but uh we are being careful at church and we you know we have the doors wide open we clean everything it's the cleanest place in town but uh <laughs> Nets, thank you so much for joining you me for today and, and um, what a privilege for the people in san diego and los angeles to hear your story you can, again, get a hold of Nets Gomez at netsgomez.com. You can find more about uh, the conference yes. at housesoflight.org. Yes. And if you're in the L.A. area and you're looking for a Hispanic church, bilingual, bilingual. bilingual church, uh, look up that housesoflight.org. And if you're a leader, you want to come to that pastor's conference, leadership conference, be sure. I'll see you there November 19th to 21. Nets Gomez at netsgomez.com. God bless you, brother. Don't miss thank, church. Thank you Please. so much for being here. <laughs> yes. And call your pastor, send him a yes. note, tell him you love him. This is Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, SoCal Live. God bless each and every one of you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.